All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You're listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dropping the Gloves. I'm very happy, as you can hear, with the inflection of my voice. I'm very happy to have everyone joining us today. I'm live in location with Tim's house again. It's great. It's great to be here, Tim. It's two in a row. Uh, You know, I dropped the kids off at school at 7 a.m., 7.15, and then I have all the time in the world, and I just, like, I shoot Tim a text, you up, and he's like, come on over, baby. (laughs) It's the opposite of a 2 a.m. you up it's a let's get to work let's do this so i'm here do you shower every morning yeah what time do you wake up uh 6 shower right away or do you eat first i shower first brush your teeth yeah i forgot to brush my teeth this morning oh, i just remembered that but this morning i haven't done any of that i didn't know you were coming over until know, 10 minutes ago texted you anyways i'm over at tim's house it's gonna be good you know what else is good tim what? Fan, fan tracks fantasy yeah. hockey i love fantasy all kinds of fantasy fantasy football mostly fantasy football i'm not gonna lie that's my in the tiers of fantasy it goes football then hockey then baseball then basketball and then college stuff i just i just love fantasy football but i also love fantasy hockey and if you're into fantasy hockey you need to go to fan tracks because fan tracks it is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry and that means in the whole world it offers the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty your keeper your redraft and best ball leagues and you know what's funny i don't even know what best ball leagues are but they offer the best of the best ball leagues tim did you know that i do now i know best ball is in golf but i don't know what best ball is in fan tracks maybe i should go check that out anyway so go to fan tracks you can create join a fantasy hockey league you can move over all of your current fantasy stuff on another platform to fan tracks so they make it super easy to go over it's the top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry if there's anything you're lacking in your current fantasy league, Fantrax likely has it. So go to Fantrax.com, sign up for free. All of this is for free, Tim. It doesn't cost anything. You don't get anything for free these days except Fantrax. So go to Fantrax.com forward slash DTG. And if that's not sweet enough, you know what else we did? If you go now, Fantrax.com forward slash DTG, you get entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. 
You don't just find those every day, Tim. Not, like, we're not talking some random one out of nowhere. This is an official jersey signed by my friend and yours, Nathan McKinnon. You got to go to Fantrax, sign up, fantrax.com forward slash DTG. What do you think, Tim? You're going to do it? Absolutely. You've already done it. You've already done it. So speaking of Nathan McKinnon, we did the USA Olympic team last week. We're going to do the Canadian Olympic team right now. And the next week we'll get on to China and then Germany. We'll just round out that whole group that um, those four teams are in. Kazakhstan. No, no, no. It's Canada, USA, Germany, and China. Because China gets an automatic bid because it's being hosted in Beijing. And so the host country gets an automatic bid. And I think, because Canada's rated one in the world. I think USA's rated two or three. Germany's rated five in the world. No. Yes, they are. And There's no way they're ahead of... Yeah, I know. There's good teams. Finland, Sweden, Russia... They're ahead of some of those teams? Uh, Apparently they are because they're rated fifth in the Olympic rankings right now going into Beijing. So it's China, Germany, USA, Canada. Do you think China gets a shot on goal? (laughs) Honest question. Yeah, of course. They they played a tune-up where they played Kazakhstan, South Korea, and some other random country. They did not score a goal. They got beat 37 to nothing in goal differential over those three games. And that's versus South Korea, Kazakhstan, and some other South Indonesian country. They are going to get so embarrassed. It, it's going to be a national shame. They're not even going to televise the game in Beijing. I wouldn't. Like, there's no way. Why, do they, why would they want to be in that division then? Well, they don't have the option of picking division. I, I think it's just a free-for-all ping pong balls out of a hopper. I think that's how they do it. So it's uh, what a tough draw. Like, you're hoping maybe, you know, I pick up like a Denmark or a Norway. Maybe I can get a goal because that's all. They're, they're just hoping to show up and like just we, we played okay. They're going to get so throttled. It's going to be embarrassing for China. And China's all about like you know, respect and honor and, you know, not being embarrassed. Oof, heads up. China, you're about to get just embarrassed. Like, it's not even kidding. You and I could suit up for Team Canada right now and go out and mop the floor with China. Not even, and that is not an exaggeration. I could take a local Traverse City team and go and just dominate every team in China right now. Don't you think? Yeah, Probably. It's just incredible. It's but if you're a Chinese hockey player, do you even want to be on this on this team? No. And they're trying to pay patriotize where they nationalize people from other countries, like, hey, come and play for Team China and people are saying no. You know what it reminds me of is uh you know, like every year Vladimir Putin plays in that celebrity yeah. game and no one you're not allowed to touch him, he has yeah. to score in every shot. And if you don't, you're like you're in trouble. You're like not a gulag. joke, like you yeah. are in trouble. You're, yeah. And this is what it sounds like. These guys are gonna get excommunicated out of the country. Well, people disappear in China. Like right. it's, it's the real deal over there. So if I'm a Chinese hockey player and like, Hey, whatever your name is, Bill, you made the Olympic team. I'm like, I'm good. I got something that day. You know what I mean? Cause what happens if you go out and you play team Canada and there's a good chance that they could lose 55 to nothing. Like there's a legitimate chance if Canada's just, you know, feeling a little prickly that day or someone sticks someone and they're like, oh, you're going to stick me. Guess what? I'm going to put up eight goals on you. If I'm McDavid, you're going to, you're going to play frisky. Guess what? I'm going to bury you through the ice and they can, 
because Gary and Nat, he's never seen a shot from the point from whoever on the, like any one of the players, Shabbat, if he makes the team, Shabbat Shalom. It's just multinational today, Tim. We're just going all over the world. That's what we're doing. I wonder if people say that to him on the ice. Hey, Shabbat Shalom. That's a Jewish thing. I'm Catholic, but I know all kinds of religions. Judaism, Catholicism. Started with Judaism, not just Catholicism. Anyways, so China's in that division. That's exciting. We did the Team USA, and then Germany's no rollover. They got Drein Seidel. They got a couple other handful of uh, German players. Like you think most Mo play on that team? On what team? China? Germany. Germany. Is he German? Yeah. I thought he was Swedish. No. He, well, he definitely will. They got Stutzel. They got, they got a good team, German. You know, they ranked fifth in the world for a reason. All right. I don't know how we got there, but we're going to bring it back. We're going to go to Team Canada. Did you get the results from our Team USA team? Yeah. Who got the most wins? I did. You did. I did a poll on Instagram and Twitter. I won both of them. That's so bizarre. How many votes did we get? Like six? No, we got a few hundred. That's such a joke. I wonder what people base that off of. Just who has a better roster. Haters going to hate. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. I think the more hate you get, the better you're doing. So I think I'm doing okay. So all those other polls that I lost, I actually won. You do a lot of polls. I know that. And um, yeah, you won. The <laughs> all right. Family show. Let's go. Tink, do you want to unveil your show, your team first? You should go first this time. Well, the thing with Team Canada is I think everyone's going to have the same roster. The, the first and second line are pretty much locked in stone, I would imagine, right? And then the third and fourth line... You're going to have some, you know, different players here and there. We'll see how it goes. So I went back and I looked at their 2014 team where they won gold in Sochi. And I was like, okay, what players are we going to roll over from this team? And what I noticed from that team was it was a remarkably older team. They went for experience. They went for guys who have been there before because they just played the year four years prior in Vancouver. So they really did roll over a lot of the players. The average age of the team was 30 years old, which... If you look at the players nowadays, that, that's a, that's an old number because this year's team is no, got to, not going to be nowhere near 30 years old. They had guys, Mark Andre or St. Louis, Martin St. Louis, who was 39 years old. You know what I mean? So it, it was remarkable to look at the ages of these guys. You had Duchesne, Sharp, Marlowe, Kunitz, Getzlaff. All these guys are 30 plus years old. Not Duchesne, but the other guys are. Okay, moving on to this year's team. Let's just go each, each line. So my first line... You got to take the best player in the world, Braden Point, and you're going to put him with McDavid and McKinnon. That's my first line. The reasoning behind this is all three of these guys are burners. Like they just, do you have that line as well, Tim? That's my first line too. Oh my gosh. That's what I mean with Canada. They have such, last year, the top 10 scores, six of them were from Canada. Like they're just, it's easy to pick the first two lines because there's just six or seven just straight up superstars like this is our team this is our first line nobody can top this when you compare that to the usa's first line patrick kane and whoever you're going to put with them matthews this first line you could not even put a guy maybe you could take point out and put a guy from another country in but if you're making a first line all world every player in the whole world is available you're still putting mckinnon mcdavid on that team right yep 
on that line, excuse me. So point, he, he just slides right in there. He compliments them so well. McKinnon can get up and down the ice. McDavid, everybody knows his speed. I don't think people know how fast Braden Point is. Guy's an absolute burner. He plays a 200-foot game. He goes up and down the ice. He doesn't slack on, on the back end. Not that he's going to have to because they're going to spend all of their time in the offensive zone. Is there anything else on this line you want to touch on? Because is there a line in the Olympics better than this line? Maybe Canada's second line is better than this first line um maybe not though i mean mcdavid and mckinnon were the easy ones for me and then i kind of bounced around we'll, we'll talk about some more names that it could also fit on that line honestly like any of these players you could put on that line with them too but point was just the he excited me the most putting him with those guys like you said for all the reasons you gave so this would be a good one i was thinking about putting huberto there same just because he's a shifty small forward who can produce he, he's a really good distributor and people don't know about huberto he's just stuck down in florida but when you look at his game when you look at his style when you look at his stats he's a consistent superstar he's a 90 point player yeah and he just gets overlooked in florida for whatever reason because you know no one really looks at florida when they think of florida they think of tampa bay oh kucherov stamkos all these great players and it's like no the panthers do have some pretty legit players but anyways that's my first line my second line we saw them in action in the 2016 world cup they dominated absolutely i'm sure this is your second line crosby marshawn bergeron yep it's it's a no-brainer why would you break these guys up they have instant chemistry crosby and marshawn are from the east coast bergeron's from quebec he's very familiar with marshawn obviously he plays with them every single day in boston for the last what five six years so they seven eight years I don't even know how long they've been together, but they have chemistry. They can finish each other's sandwiches. Duh! Nailed it. But anyways, they, what else can you say about this line? Uh, yeah, Bergeron and Marshawn have been playing together since 2011, so it's been a long time. <laughs> and and even going back to the 2010 Olympics, Crosby at his peak, this is when he was like a 120-point player every year, of, out of everyone in Canada that wanted Bergeron on his line because – I don't know because chemistry because of the way he saw the game and everything like that so they played together in every you know in, international tournament since and Marshawn fits right in with those guys so I think that, that one's probably the only no-brainer on this on this lineup I agree I think when you're putting this team together that's the one that's set in stone you leave that line together the whole tournament you're not going to be disappointed they're going to be responsible this is what I, I think about the Canadian team that not a lot of other teams not another not a lot of other teams have excuse me they play the game at both ends of the ice every line has responsible forwards the first line mcdavid not so responsible mckinnon he's not going to slack off on the back end same with point the second line maybe marshawn but he's a good defensive player he's very good he's very good so was crosby bergeron you know his name speak mr selkie I, I think when you look at the usa roster they have a lot of guys who loaf a little bit you know the blake wheelers the austin matthews patrick patrick kane's never going to be like mistaken for a defensive player canada is so balanced they have so many forwards who are just complete, complete forwards. They have forwards we're leaving off of this list who are just award fi- Selkie finalists, like all great, great hockey players. And we'll get to them in a second. My third line, I had to put Mitch Marner on the team. I had to. He's just so silky. As much as he sucks in the playoffs, as much as he just disappears, Casper the Friendly Ghost, where did you go? Mitch Marner, where, oh, where are you? Where's Waldo? I don't know where you are. I had to put him on the team. He's so good. And if you put him with skilled players like we see, have seen in Toronto, he just he excels. And hopefully he can get over those you know, goosebumps about the playoffs and he can kind of just play good because the pressure's not on him. You know, he's going to be a third, fourth line guy. He's going to get 10 to 12 to 13 minutes a night. And he just goes out there and has fun. If he plays bad, no one's going to care because they're still going to win. 
So I got Mitch Marner. I got Mark Shifley. And then I got Jonathan Huberto. Is that your third line as well? No. Oh. It's very close. I have Huberto and Marner on the wings. But I went with Stamkos in the middle. Stammer. Right, okay. I can see that. Why Stamkos and not Shifley? Well, honestly, Shifley wasn't even on my list. I was, uh, if anything, I would have put Tavares ahead of him okay. on that line. But then I was kind of, and I love the idea of like putting line mates together on these teams. Agreed. Um, but Marner and Tavares, as, as good as they've been in the, in the regular season, don't, there's not really any reason to keep them together. Um, so, yeah, I just, Stamkos was kind of just the, the best. It was hard because you got Shifley, you got Giroux, you got um, Barzal, Tavares, Horvat, all these great centers. I went with Stammer for his – I mean, he's, he's on a roll right now. Two cups in the last two years, so. No, no, one cup. He wasn't a part of that first cup. Yeah, he was. He played one shift and scored one goal, and he just said, shut her down. I'll see you at the parade. So, no, he was not part of that cup. That was Kucherov's cup. That was Point's cup. That was Kaloran's cup. That was Hedman's cup. Stamkos was not a part of that cup. Go tell those guys that Stamkos wasn't part of that team. Well, I won't, but everybody in the world thinks it, and then all of a sudden you pick him on the only... He's like, oh, he's a major factor of that cup. Not a chance. I like him. I have him on the team as a reserve only only because Cooper is the coach. And he's going to, you know, a little bit of nepotism doesn't hurt anybody. He's going to keep Stamkos because he likes the guy. He knows how he is in the locker room and he's familiar. Stamkos has been around the international game for a long time. He knows these guys. He's played with them. So he knows what he's getting himself into. But I think Shifley, when you look at it today, Shifley's a better player than Stamkos. He facilitates to play more. He gets up in the ice, down the ice more. He doesn't get injured. Well, he couple head bonks here and there, but you know that's between friends. But I, I like my third line: Shifley, Huberto, Marner. Fourth line, I went shutdown slash offensive line with my fourth line. What's so funny? I did too. We'll see. That they're exactly the same. Well, it's O'Reilly yep. at center. How can you beat? Ryan O'Reilly at center of your fourth line. What other guy would you have there? Like, he's just a lockdown guy. And then I have a guy in the right side who I don't like, and it was tough to put him on the team. And you got him too, Mark Stone. Yep. Can't stand the guy, but he's a good player. He's a first-line player on any team in the NHL, but he's responsible defensively. He's so responsible. He's hard to play against. He's got the dumbest haircut in the league. He's on my right side on the fourth line. On my left side, I got Barzal. He's a burner, just busting up and down the ice. I'm not so responsible, you know, defensively maybe, but when you got O'Reilly and Stone, he, he moves the he moves the pack. Flip it out in the neutral zone, he'll go and get it. Dump it in the corner, he'll go and get it. He'll be so jacked up, he's going to be banging bodies down there. I like that fourth line. I thought about putting some other guys there, maybe a Taylor Hall if he's healthy, maybe a Sean Couturier. We'll see how it goes, but I like Barzal. That's my fourth line. Mine's very similar. I have O'Reilly in center, Mark Stone on the right wing, and the left wing. I actually went with Couturier because I'm thinking like there's not going to be a harder line to play against in the entire play, in the entire tournament than that one. Shut down, but underrated offensive production. Um, I I really want get figure out how to get Barzal in that lineup, but I went with those three. Yeah, I just think when you have Barzal there, if Huberto doesn't produce, if Marner doesn't produce, you can just slide Barzal up to that line. And, but you can say that with Stone. You can say that with O'Reilly. Any one of these players can move to any line and it would be seamless. That's the beautiful thing with Canada's lineup. There's no... Like, their fourth line is just stocked with first-line talent. So... And we say it every year, Canada has a luxury of picking just nothing but all-world players. And that's just that's just how it rolls. You know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Canada has top-end talent at every position in the forward 
group. I, I think our strength is up front, without a doubt. If we're going to lose this tournament, it's going to be on the back end. It's going to be between the pipes. That's my opinion. We're going to score a boatload of goals. We're going to get the puck. We're going to drop it, and we're going to say, let's go. The Olympic ice, people think the Olympic ice is more conducive to offense. It's not. It's more conducive to defensive trap-like systems. People don't want to overextend themselves. They get nervous on the Olympic ice, so they tighten up the box, and they let you skate around the perimeter. So to beat that, you got to get guys off the rush. You got to get guys, you know, chip it out, chip and chase, and you got to get that puck, and you got to make plays off of the rush, and Canada has that. If they do get set up in a neutral zone, in a defensive zone kind of system, they still have skill to beat that, but they have guys who can skate. And you can't compete with speed, and Canada has that. I don't think any other team in the, in the world can compete with Canada's speed. My opinion. You're probably right. Some guys we left off. My, so my reserves are Bo Horvat, big body. If you do get into a battle with a team that's just you know pushing you around a little bit, trying to bully you, you throw Bo in there. Bo knows hockey, and Bo knows had to be physical. And then I got Stammer, like I said, just because of John Cooper, Mellencamp. He is his guy. He's going to make the team. It is what it is. So here's here's my caveats. Some guys that could make the team, and this team will switch throughout the season. You'll see guys will get injured. Guys will be in funks. Other players will step up. What if Lafreniere all of a sudden lights it up? You maybe throw him on just to get him some experience. Jonathan Taves. Captain Canada, he's coming back from his illness. No one knows how he's going to play. If he comes back and just is Jonathan Taves of old, I'm slotting him in my fourth line centerman. I'm taking O'Reilly out and putting him on the wing. I'm going Taves, Stone, O'Reilly. That's my fourth line. What? You don't like that? I mean, I would love to see it, but what are the chances of that happening? Pretty good. If he comes back and he's healthy and he's putting up six, going to average 60, 70 points, I'm putting him on fourth line. Without a doubt. And I'm giving him an A, and I'll see you at the gold medal ceremony. Who's your captain? My captain right now is Crosby. Yeah. And that's the thing. If Taves comes, that could maybe we'll see. It's Crosby or Taves. There's another guy who is a question mark. Well, Tyler Sagan. What if he comes back and he's just a Tyler Sagan of old, and he's just ripping up and down the ice? I'm putting him on the first line instead of uh, point. Ooh. I'm going McDavid, McKinnon, point. Another caveat, what if Zach Hyman is lighting it up with McDavid and Edmonton and they're just setting the world on fire? Are they going to do what they do with Crosby and put Kunitz? Remember they put Crosby and Kunitz together? Yep. Do you do McDavid and Hyman? That's, I don't think it'll happen. Potentially. You never know. They like to keep line mates together, like you said. That could be something we could watch for. There's other guys. Gallagher, does he even, you know, no. move the needle at all? I don't know. There's other guys. Taylor Hall, if he comes back healthy. But I think this... I didn't have Tavares on my team. I think he's, you know, coming back from injury, much like Sagan, much like Hall, much like Johnny Taves. I, I don't trust him. I don't, I don't Hall trust him. and Barzal are my two extras. Yeah, they rhyme. That rhymes. That's fun. I like that. I like rhyming words. All right. Let's see. The defense. This is where it gets a little more fuzzier. I, I think we'll have some similar picks, but there's... There's not a lot of guys who are locks on the back end. On the, on the front end, you could arguably say seven to eight guys are locks. McKinnon, McDavid, Point, Marchand, Crosby, Bergeron. I would say Huberdeau's a lock. I would say O'Reilly's a lock. Those guys were locked in. And then maybe the other ones you can fill in. You can move some pieces around. But you didn't have much, much flexibility. It's more of like who's going to play with who on the front end. Excuse me. The back end is where it gets a little tricky. So I want you to go first. I think our first pairing is going to be the same. 
you know, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. I know you have just a love fest for a few guys, so I know they're going to be on the team, and rightfully so. So go ahead, Tim. Look, first question. Canada likes to go left-right. They like to keep the guys on their right hand. They don't like to go right-right, left-left. Did you go left-right or did you go rogue and put – because Canada is super-duper strong on the right side. That's that's what I think. They got – Peter Angelo, Makar, Hamilton, Dowdy, Ekblad, Perenko, Burns, Pollock. They got a lot of heavy, big guys on the right side who can move the puck. Did you go left, right? I did, actually. Did. Me too. Yeah. Because I know that's what Canada is going to do. All right, let's see. Who did you take for your first deep pairing? It's They're dropping the puck versus Team China. They're chirping back and forth. Who's going to be beacon the uh, Chinese defenseman from Canada? Kale Makar is going to be the guy. He's your Team first Canada's line. defense. Interesting. Yep. And then he's going to be playing with Shea Theodore. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. The left right there. I think I think Theodore is one of the most complete young defensemen in the game right now. I mean, you throw around the other names like Quinn Hughes or Heiskanen and even Charlie McAvoy. I think Theodore is just as good as, if not better, than a lot of these guys. When, it, when you're talking like a, a complete game, offense, defense, everything, special teams. So, yeah. The, and he's just solid and reliable. So, Makar and Theodore are my top pairing. Why not go Peter Angelo and Theodore. Is it Theodore? It's Theodore. I don't know. It's Theodore. Theodore. He's not French. I don't think he is. Why not go Peter Angelo and Theodore from Vegas? Obviously spend some time together. Familiar. You seem to be for that in the forward crew. Why not do that in the back end? I just, uh, I got to have Makar in my top. He needs to log those minutes for me. Yeah, but you can still have Peter Angelo and Theodore as your second pairing. Because I want, that's just what I did. I don't know. It's just a question. You don't have an answer for it. Just you could say I want Makar and Theodore because they're burners. That's I have Makar with Theodore. That's my second pairing though, and I put those two guys together because I'm like, okay, they're gonna quarterback both power plays. I got Makar running one power play. I got Theodore running the other power play, and then I have four forwards surrounding them. So that's my second pairing. I just think they're gonna be great. They're gonna get up in the play. They're gonna do what they do. They're not strong defensively by any means, but we don't have to play defense. Makar is. He's not good defensively. No, you're crazy. Compared to who? <laughs> I don't Who know. is he good to compare? Like he's not he's not strong. If if you look at McCarr and you are listing off his traits, defensive responsibility is not one of his traits. Yeah, it is because because of the way he skates. Like he's not as strong as some of the other guys. But he doesn't need to be because he's, he's no first. Scott Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer had an instinct in the back end. He just knew how to play the game. McCarr is all over the place. I'm going to talk about Scott Niedermeyer in a second. Good. I teed you up. Talk right. about him now. No, no. Let's keep going. All right. My my first pairing, I got Peter Angelo and um, Shalom Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. Ooh. I like that. They're both big bodies. They can move the puck. Peter Angelo's, he's been there before. He's the only holdover from 2014. When he was there, he was a kid. He was 24 years old. He was learning the ropes from the big guys, the the, the Webbers, the Hamhuses, the Keiths, the Bowmeisters. He's back. He's going to have an A on his sweater, maybe a C, probably an A. He's going to be the guy who holds the fort with this young, young defensive core. This this group, they're going to need him to kind of right the ship. They're going to look to him when things get serious, when they need a shift, when they're up a goal with one minute to left and the other team pull their goalie, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they're going to blow out every team in this tournament. He's the guy you're going to put on the ice. And Shabbat, no one knows him too much because he's kind of tucked away in Ottawa. He's a good defenseman. I, I think you put him with Peter Angelo, very responsible, left, right. They're going to be great. It's it's a no-brainer. Shabbat Shalom and Peter Angelo, that's my first pairing. Who's your se- So that's my first. Who's your second? My second pairing is Petrangelo. That's how you say it. With Morgan Riley. 
I didn't put Riley on my team. That was I didn't a controversial pick. Team. Huh? Yeah, I had Shabbat's not on my team. You had you picked Shabbat. You did not pick What is your reasoning for picking Riley over Shabbat Shalom? Uh I think the the points production uh, you know, the offensive game is just there with Riley more than Shabbat. Like, the numbers he's putting up. Um, it wasn't easy. I don't, I'm not that excited about... Even though Riley's on my second pairing, I think he was probably the last defenseman I picked. Um, and I'll get into the third pairing next. And you put him yeah. on your second pairing as your last defenseman picked? Yeah. That's interesting. There's so many other defensemen you could have picked over him. I don't understand. And the points production for Riley, he is lucky enough to ride shotgun to maybe a top three offensive talent forward-wise in the whole NHL. Yeah. So it's not like he's driving the offense in Toronto. He chips the puck to Marner Matthews, Willie Nylander, Johnny Tavares, and he gets an apple. So I, I don't look at the numbers too much with Riley just because he is lucky enough to play, play with those guys. I think Shabbat, he's just a better player at this point in his career. Riley is more, I don't know, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. But I think Shabbat brings more to the table than a Morgan Riley. I would rather have Riley running my power play than Shea Theodore. I didn't say either of them were going to run the power play. Well, I, I did. You, you yeah, did. <laughs> Theodore is going to be on my second power play unit. Really? You'd have Riley over Theodore? Well, that's where we differ. Right. That's where we differ. So I, I have uh, Peter Angelo, Shabbat. You have Peter Angelo and Riley. Riley. All right. My third pairing. I went no, for second pairing. Yeah. My, my third pairing. I'm, going, I'm moving on to third. No, you haven't done your second yet. I did my second Makar and Theodore. You haven't done that. Okay. I did. You pay attention to him. Wakey, wakey. Unbelievable. Because you said you had him as your first, and I said I had him as my second. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. It happens every episode, everybody. (laughs) You can write in. Write at droppingthegloves.com slash Tim. And you'll get right to Tim. Um, My third pairing, uh, you know, I went back and forth with this. Uh, I love Drew Doughty. He is in my third pairing if he starts the season like the Drew Doughty a decade ago. That's my caveat. Right now, if I'm making the team right now, I got Dougie Hamilton and Darnell Nurse. I went for size. I went for intimidation factor. Dougie Hamilton moves the puck well. He averages 40 points a year, which is good for a defenseman who does it all. He is an all-facet defenseman. He kills penalties. He can play on the power play if he wants to, but Makar Theodore, not going to kill many penalties. Peter Angelo, you know whose phone that was, everybody? That was Tim's. I don't think they heard it. And that's his phone again, ringing through his computer. It's it's endless. Endless, just not professional at all. Anyways, my third pairing. I went Dougie Hamilton. He's 6'6", 200-some pounds, moves the puck well, skates like an old Larry Robinson, moves around the ice really, really well. Then you got Darnell Nurse. This guy's going to carry the luggage. He's going to carry the bags from the bus. He's going to do the hard things. He's going to make the forward stepping across the blue line of opposing teams maybe second guess a little bit. He's going to maybe make them check up a little bit before they maybe cross that blue line. If you have no fear factor, if you're on the other team and you're throwing these world-class forwards at us, you're in trouble. You need a Scott Stevens. You need a guy who's going to maybe bury someone once, once in a while. Not every game, not every shift once in a while just lower the boom so if you're Ovechkin if you're Austin Matthews if you're Gary from China you're going to second guess yourself crossing that blue line so I got Darnell Nurse to fill that role I thought about Jacob Chitron just because he's an unbelievable defense from Arizona he is another big body but I went Hamilton and Nurse for my third pairing 
my fill-ins because in in the international game you dress seven defensemen and you dress 13 forwards so they actually dress 22 players so my seventh defenseman they dress is jacob chitrin and then i got drew dowdy as my fill-in so my third pairing hamilton nurse my seventh guy is chitrin and my fill-in is dowdy who's just going to be getting getting lit up in the press box just socky bombs left and right because he knows he's not getting in the chances of anybody getting injured is slim to none and drew's just going to go collect his gold medal and he's just going to be having a good time in china lights out china Who's your third pairing, Tim? My third pairing, similar. I have Hamilton there, too, for all the reasons you gave him. I won't get into that. And I think Hamilton's actually running my second power play unit. Um, but I went with a name on the third pairing that we haven't said yet. Let you me guess. Thrown up at all. I don't know. Adam Pellick. Uh, he's got a heavy shot. He's got a heavy shot, but he's arguably the best to shut down defenseman in the game of hockey right now. And I wanted one of those in this lineup. We don't really have one. Like... All these guys are offense first. Hamilton's probably the most. Hamilton and Petrangelo, they're, they're pretty complete players. But Pelic, I just want one guy that's going to just shut, lock I things down. I thought good in his own end. He is good, but you shut that down, oh, so I'm not okay. getting back into it. <laughs> Pelic is, is the guy on the back end. So, yeah, he's not as mean as like a nurse probably, but um, just watching him play in the playoffs last year, I saw it firsthand. It just I wanted one of those guys in my lineup. And then my extras would be Dowdy and Nurse. And you, you saw that in 2014 Olympic run when they had Weber. They had Hughes, They had Vlasic. Even a Bowmeister was a shutdown guy. What are you smiling at? Let me read you. Okay, so we, we talked about Team Canada. It's probably the defense is going to be their weak spot if they have one. Yes. Not that these guys are, aren't, aren't great players, but that's sort of the... Uh, if, if there is a weak point, the Achilles heel, it will be the back end. Let me read you Team Canada's defense in 2010. Okay? I, I have it right here. It's Keith, Ham Hughes, Weber, Dowdy, no, no, that's 2014. Oh, sorry. Who's 2010? 2010. Dan Boyle, Drew Dowdy, Duncan Keith, Scott Niedermeyer, Chris Pronger, Brent Seabook, Shea Weber. It's pretty good. Those Every single one of those guys are probably better than every single one of these guys. It, it, Canada, yeah. That's a legit defense core. That is, that's what they were dealing with not even a decade ago. I guess a decade ago. And now it's just like these guys were trying to figure out like any... Uh, it's just different. The it's game's different. changed a lot. Everybody skews offensive, and if you're an offensive player, you go and play forward. So it's it's not sexy to play defense. That's why you have Shabbat Shalom and you know Kale McCarr and Theodore, and you know it, it's it's a very serviceable back end. It's the best back end I think out of all the teams at the Olympics. And you know maybe Sweden's got a pretty good back end as well. Like they're 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 strong back there. If if Eric Carlson shows up. And plays at like an Eric Carlson of old when you have Hedman, Carlson, those guys. So we'll see. Finland's always good. Heiskanen and those guys. But I uh, I don't know. I, I think if there's a weakness, it's this. Let's move on to the goalies. And then we'll kind of wrap it all up. Put a bow on it. And that'll be that. That'll be Team Canada. Then we'll do China next week. We'll do Germany first. I got to do some research on China. I got to do a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, you have some. You got to educate yourself. <laughs> I got to figure out. I might be on the team. I don't even know. <laughs> All right, goaltenders. Um, pretty straightforward. I th- I think the third position is the only part where you're maybe do you go with experience like they did in 2014 and bringing along Mike Smith. They obviously went with um, Bobby Lou or Bertolongo, Carey Price. Or do you bring along someone who is younger, who you can just show the bright lights, the big stage, and then you can hand them off the keys to the Corvette in four years? Because I don't think Carey Price or Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be around in four years to play. They're getting a little long in the tooth. This is their final show. Who are you going to bring along in the third pairing? Because I got Carey Price my starter. 
I got Flurry as my backup. Those two guys are going to address every single game. My third guy is Darcy Kempfer. I like him. He's a good goaltender. He gets unnoticed in Arizona a little bit. Uh, I, I think he's a good def- uh, good goaltender. Excuse me. I thought of Bennington. I thought of Hart. I bounced around a few others' names, but I, I think Darcy Kempfer is is a good goaltender to kind of fill that need. He does have some experience. He is young. You can count on him to kind of being there in four years. Hart has just been a head case last year. I, I, I don't know. And mind you, this will change throughout the year how guys start the season and stuff. And Bennington, I just don't like Bennington. It's more, it's personal for me. I took that personal. <laughs> and so that's why he's not on my team. You know when you just see a guy and you don't like him? Yeah. I just don't. I've never met him. I've never been around him in my whole life. I've never heard a word about Jordan Bennington. He rejected coming on the show. Did he? Yeah. Like a year ago. Well, there you go. See, even more reason not to like him. Who rejects coming on our show? Everybody. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he sounds fun, just not for me, thanks. And that was it. Good. More for us. See ya, Jordan. So you're not on my Olympic team now. <laughs> All right, who do you have on the back end? Is it the same? Is it different? It's Why? it's flipped. I got Flurry and Price. But Flurry's Flurry's my starter. Um, Price right behind him, obviously. My my third guy I'm carrying around is Carter Hart. And it, it depends on what we see from him, because the last year and a half he's just been nothing compared to what he was when he first came up. But if he's on the, he's one of the top three, five goalies in the league in the world, and um, I'm kind of whoa, whoa, whoa! Like you just no. say these things. When he was on, look at his stats. He was he was arguably the best in the in the in the league at that point. He had like a good 10, 20 game run where he was really good. So if he if he's that again, um, Vasilevsky, is he better than Hart? Yes, Hellebuck. Uh, see, we can do this all day. But you just, said th- best three, he and he's one third of the best goalie on his team. Three of when he was on, he hasn't been on for for eighteen. So he was on months. for a month and a half, and now he's been off for his life. Just let me have my thing, John. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we have nice things? All right, go ahead. I have nothing else to say. Carter Hart's my third. <laughs> if he starts the season and he is playing well, which I doubt he will, yes. And he can be your third. I will allow it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but I do think Darcy Kemper is better. I think he fills out that third spot. Not that they're going to see any ice time. It's much like the Drew Doughty for the eighth defenseman. They're just going to go along for the ride. Mike Smith won a gold medal, never dressed, didn't even see the ice, saw the ice in practice. Like, that's what you're going to go for. You're going to go for the experience. You're going to go eat some sushi, drink some sake. That's it. That's your Olympics. Well, hopefully, COVID will be gone by then. You can go out and enjoy the countryside. But those were both Japanese things. Sake and sushi are Japanese. Yeah. So if I go to China, there's not going to be a drop of sake or any sushi in the whole island. I know what you're doing. China's Is it not island? an island. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in the whole country. Yeah. Which, it's a know. big old country. Speaking of sushi. What if I wanted to get some sushi right now, Tim? What would I do? Uh, you'd be out of luck, probably. Ding dong! DoorDash is here to save the day again. If I want sushi, I go to DoorDash.com. Don't enter any promo code because they don't like our promo code. But go to DoorDash. Get yourself some sushi. Get yourself some sake. Get yourself some soy sauce. Low sodium. Good for the heart. And then just gorge on sushi. Apparently, it's from Japan. I don't know, but do it. Go to DoorDash. Tell them we sent you somehow. Shoot me an email. I don't know how it works, but anyways, I use DoorDash. Tim uses DoorDash. I like eating there. It's very, very convenient. Check it out on your app, on the computer, DoorDash.com. Tell them we sent you from dropping the gloves somehow. Right, Tim? 
Yes. Is there any other news, Tim, that we need to touch yeah, on? Yeah, I, I want to touch on it. So we talked the other day about the Senator's GM, Dorian, making these comments about time to win is now. Wee, 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 Pierre. Yeah, so Connor McDavid made some similar remarks yesterday that I wanted to just touch on and get your thoughts on. I don't think you read this yet. <clears throat> He's interviewed and he said, I definitely think the time is now. The old excuse that we're young guys is no longer. For us as a group, I think the time is now to really start pushing this thing. So this guy, if, all right, how many playoff series do you think he's won? Zero. He's one. One. One in six years. Um, he talked about it, that he's encouraged by the roster moves they made, and I'll get into those in a second. But first, what are your thoughts on those comments? How can you be encouraged? Yeah, we'll get those in a second. Um, I think it's the stereotypical thing. You have to say that. You can't say, like, you know, we're still building. It, it, it can't be like the Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process. You know, it's going to pay off. We're going to – one day we'll get there. No, there has to be a limit. There has to be an end date. And – the Oilers are a lot further along than the Ottawa Senators are. So Pierre Dorian makes this comment, and they're literally two years into their build, three years. The Oilers have been in this for seven, eight years now. Like, this has been a long time coming. They've had Nail Yakupov, Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid. All of these young players have been number one overall. Dreinsidles, you mix him into that. The time was two years ago. Now the clock is like Cinderella. She's, you know, the glass slipper's gone. Like, it's time. Like, I don't know what... Yes, I like the comments. I don't understand why he's so happy, and he has to say that. I like the moves we made. Behind closed doors, he's like, what the hell are we doing here? Why are we getting these players? I, I don't understand what's going on. We lose Larson, we bring in Keith. Same price, and you're not getting a better defense when you're getting older, you're getting worse. That doesn't make any sense. We bring in Zach Hyman, who's not exactly going to help us that much maybe he's going to ride shotgun to me and i'm going to drag him along to 80 points good for him doesn't help the team very much we need secondary scoring i'm going to do my thing you can put joe schmo next to me and i'm going to be the best player in the world so i don't know what you were going to mention the moves they made and why he's so happy why don't you tell me yeah you, you touched on them all pretty much already but they re-signed tyson barry darnell nurse they signed Zach Hyman. They signed Hall, the defenseman. They traded for Duncan Keith, obviously, and they traded Ethan Bear for Warren Fogle. So are they a better team? No. Maybe a little? No. No, not even a little. They're worse. Why are they worse? Do you think that we are going to get the same Mike Smith we got last year? They do. Who had a career year at 37 years old. 39. 39 years old, excuse me, even worse. Do you think he's going to replicate last year? Not a chance in the world. Not a chance. He's going to, if he even is a fraction of that, they're they're happy. So their goaltending is going to be worse. Their back end is is way worse. Ethan Bear was a good young defenseman. Adam Larson was a great defenseman. He was a shutdown guy. His stats are through the roof when it comes to five on five in his own zone. He's a good defensive defenseman. You bring in Duncan Keith, who's probably 39 himself, 38, 39. Can't move the puck like he used to. Okay in the defensive zone. Nah, not you know same price as Larson and you re-sign Tyson Barry you re-sign Darnell Nurse how can you be better on the back end when you lose Larson you lose Bear and you bring in Duncan Keith how is that a thing that's it's not possible so you're worse on the back end you're worse between the between the pipes and on the front end you bring in Zach Hyman and Fogel McLovin I don't I don't see that being just such a vast improvement over the forwards they had the year before your so worst team does this group make the playoffs it depends on how Vancouver does. Do they win a playoff round? No. No. No, not a chance. Not a chance. 
and he'll be having the same conversation in his stall after the season. He'll go, I'm tired of this. We need to, you know, we got, we got to be better. We got to bear down. Uh, I don't know what to do. And he's going to bite his tongue trying to carve the GM Holland. What he really wants to say is this son of a gun has not surrounded me with any kind of talent. It's me and Leon and that's it. Or Lionel. What's his name? Leon Dreisaitl. Leon. There was a store in Canada called Leon's. I think they went out of business. But yeah, it, it's it's just the same old story there. They're never going to learn their lesson. They're never. They should have just went after, trade Nugent Hopkins, got Johnny Gaudreau, and signed another top and forward. Just go for it. Stupid Holland, man. Just unbelievable. Anyways. <laughs> it's so easy. I I should be a GM. I just don't want to leave Traverse City. That's my problem. That's, that's the story of my life. I get offered all kinds of jobs and engage. Did you see the email I got the other day? John, I have a very exciting opportunity for you. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay. Which one was that? And there's a, it's, they're coming at me like left and right. It's unbelievable. It's like uh, I got an email from a, a prince in Africa. I just have to send him $10,000 and he goes, all this gold he needs to give me. But anyways, um, shame on Edmonton. I know Gregor's probably losing his mind over there too. He daily face off. Good, good podcast. Check it out. Probably the second best hockey podcast going behind ours. Obviously, what else is in the news, Tim? A couple of quick hits. Tyler Bozak signed a one-year extension with the Blues, worth pretty much the league minimum seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, he'll be good there. Good depth forward. Thirty-five years old. Um, Kirill Kaprizov still hasn't signed. The contract negotiations with the Wild are quote unquote pretty slow right now. So Garen made some comments about you know the players doing what he thinks is best. We're still confident the deal will get done, but training camp starts next week, and he's still unsigned. And it's going to bring up some question marks, right? Well, there's a lot of RFIs, RFAs who haven't signed yet, right? There's Kaprizov, there's Kachuk, there's Pedersen, there's uh, there's a couple other guys who haven't signed yet. So I love Billy Garen. I love what he's done. What he's done in Minnesota. I, I like that he's just, you know, stating a fact. He's like, yeah, if he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't have to be here. Whatever. He's he's not gonna kowtow to Kirill Kaprizov, who's been in the league for one year, and just kind of throw a boatload of money at him. It's it's a bad standard, bad precedent for the team and for everybody in general. So I like Billy Grant. He's he's doing what he has to do to protect the Minnesota Wild. It's not about one player. It's about the whole team, the whole enchilada. Yeah, so the un- the unsigned RFA is Kaprizov, Quinn Hughes, Kachuk, Darlene, Elias Pettersson are kind of the top five there. They're, they're the superstars of the group. Do you think we see any more um, offers? I think you would have seen them already. I think if you were to throw an offer, most teams can match, like Buffalo can match, Ottawa can match. Vancouver would be the one. If I was going to go after an offer sheet, I'd offer Pedersen because Vancouver <sighs> is in a little trickier salary cap situation. Yes, they might be able to match if they you know move some things around, but that is the team who is the most vulnerable right now. Like the other teams have enough money to match whoever offers them a contract, but I don't. I don't think we see anything. No, I, I think that window is closed. You know, there was the Kakinami. We got some excitement. That was fun, but I think we'll see what happens. These young guys, I think, are going to get slapped in the face with the reality. It's like I, I should probably sign or I'm not going to play this year. Uh, I don't know. Good for the GM sticking to their guns. Yeah, I just, just want to remind everyone, too, that you can call into the show. We had a few last week that have been trickling in. Call 617-657-4723. Ask a question. Tell a story. Disagree with something we say. Tell John to ease up on me. Whatever you want to say. Um, leave your name. Just leave, it's like leaving a voicemail after the beep. Um, and we'll probably include it on the show. So go ahead and do that. John, anything else you want to touch on here? Well, I just think we should all go to Fantrax. And let's play fantasy hockey together. We're going to send out a tweet or an Instagram post or something. I'm going to do another fantasy league on Fantrax. I'm going to give the winner of the league maybe a 
autographed John Scott jersey. Something fun. I'll figure it out, but we'll, we'll get some nice swag. It was kind of sad last year we did the fantasy thing, and I won the whole thing. So I gave myself this great prize. So but, this year... Bought a nice dinner. I bought myself a heck of a dinner. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll do that. Go to Fantrax.com forward slash DTG. Get yourself signed up. I'm going to set up a league. We'll do a fantasy hockey thing. Honestly, I'm not just blowing smoke up your behinds. Go to Fantrax. It's the best fantasy option out there for fantasy hockey, fantasy football, baseball, whatever. Get there. Tell them we sent you. Fantrax.com forward slash DTG. And then just have yourself a, a nice little Wednesday, everybody. That's it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.